0: Hey, turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter two. I taught a, uh, you know me, you know that I really, really love the Bible. And I love, I taught a class in, in the Sunday school that was, I don't even know how many weeks long, about a year and a half ago, just about things that we think we know in church. Where do we, where do we know them from? And so many things that we grew up understanding or knowing are actually not rooted in the Bible, and a lot of them are a little off. And so I love bringing it just in a real fun and encouraging way, just bringing light to little half-truths or little just kind of nuggets of Cracker Jack theology or whatever that we carry around with us that really can be be, uh, corrected with this. Um, and so I, I love the word, and I hope you do too. We're going to get into it today. I just have a real, uh, I have a short word, probably probably 10 or 15 minutes, and, um, and then I want to have an action step off of it. But in reading through the Christmas story, these last couple weeks, and um, there's so much, I told my home group on Friday, there's, there's like a thousand sermons in the Christmas story. And you know, I've preached some of them, Pastor Glenn's preached many more than I have, and they're, they're, they're all good. Because you really, the story of our Savior's birth, humbling himself and coming, to, and coming to be born of a virgin, I mean, like Rachel said it this morning too, like the, the person with the voice in the universe decided not to have a voice, but to come as an infant, and, and I just, I love that. I mean, it's just, it's power, it speaks, it speaks immense love of how much the Lord loves us so much that he gave his son for us, so um but today I'm actually going to talk about uh, some lessons that we can learn from the life of Simeon, the old guy in the temple waiting to die. That is the title of my message. <laughs> yeah. you got, uh, we're going to read uh, Luke chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 21, and we're going to go probably through verse 35, and then we'll get into this. It says, On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, and the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, it was about 40 days, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. That is, As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said, what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. It actually says a lamb, but if you couldn't afford it, you, you are also allowed to bring this. You now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Couple things I want to point out just about this man Simeon that I think we can really learn from. Uh, the first is that the way that the way that Luke describes him is that Simeon's not like a, a priest, as far as we know. He's not a priest. He, he's not. He doesn't have a real important job in the temple or in religious circles. He's, he's just a man. He's, he's just a guy. Uh, and it says that he is. It says that he is uh, righteous and devout and waiting for the consolation of Israel. What does that mean, waiting for the consolation of Israel? It means that, I mean, Simeon was probably an older man. Simeon had spent his whole life living in the realities of Israel's persecution and, and, and Israel's, uh, and really just waiting to be delivered by the Messiah. He's just, he's just waiting. He, he, I, the way I see Simeon, what the Bible doesn't say, the way that I see him as a man of great sympathy and great love for his people and for the Gentiles. You know how I know that? Because he rejoices that Jesus is not just for his people. He says it, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. You can see his heart, almost a heart of intercession. Lord, let him see. And then also for glory for your your people. He didn't even say my people. Your people, Israel. I love that. Righteous, devout, and waiting for the consolation of Israel. I'm just going to a few things about Simeon, and then we'll get into the points that I want to make. The Holy Spirit, remember this is this is pre-Pentecost, so the Holy Spirit's just on him, right? <laughs> not in him, right, if we're going to make that distinction. Uh, the In the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, the Holy Spirit would come on people temporarily and then leave. You know, Jesus said, cast me not away from your Be present, O Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. We sing it sometimes because it's a great song, but we really don't have to worry about him taking the Holy Spirit from us anymore, which is great, right? We receive the Holy Spirit, and and he's he's with us always. Um, But the Holy Spirit is on Simeon, and the Holy Spirit gives Simeon a promise. Okay, we're gonna come back to why that's important, that relationship there. But the promise is that he will see the Lord's Christ, or he'll see Messiah before he dies with his eyes. That's all he has. That's all he has. I And he probably didn't ask. I, maybe he did, but it was just the Holy Spirit's like, Simeon, I'm going to tell you a secret because I love you. You will see the Lord's Christ before you die. So he goes, okay. Lord, you started the conversation. I trust you. All right. It says that when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple to uh, the there's a, there's a process there that, that happened because Jesus was a firstborn male. We can talk about that later, about, about buying back um, the, a child that's not a Levite and those kind of things. But um, it was this cool thing that was happening. But th- this is the picture, and I want you guys to understand this, that the culture was a little different. Remember, this is Eastern culture, okay? It's not Western culture because any of you mamas in here, especially all you new mamas and first-time mamas, if you walked into church with your baby... And an old dude ran up and grabbed your baby from you. You probably wouldn't marvel and ponder the things that he said. Hmm. You'd probably be like, "Give me my baby back, <laughs> right?" And so, but this is what happens. Simeon is not part of the consecration process. He's not there to bless the baby. He wasn't invited by the priest to participate. In, in any of this, <laughs> okay? Though he said, the Bible says the Holy Spirit told him, go to the temple courts. And he, so we don't know at what point in his life he received the promise that he'd see the Lord's Christ, but I highly doubt, this is just, this, the Bible doesn't say this, this is Nate's opinion. I highly doubt that the Holy Spirit said, go to the temple courts to see the Lord's Christ. It's not what he said. He said, go to the, go to the temple courts. So he's righteous, he's devout, he's obedient, he went. He sees an infant who's like 40 days old. He sees an infant and he's undone. And he rejoices because he sees the Messiah. Do you guys understand? (laughs) This is, and, and he rejoices and he's right, but this is, this is, The point, this is a choice that all the Pharisees had to make also, and they failed. But but by that time, Jesus was an adult, and Jesus was performing signs and wonders every day in every group that he came upon. Anyone who came to him was healed. He didn't heal every person in the world. He healed all who came to him. He's casting out demons, raising people from the dead, turning water into wine, opening up blind eyes, giving to the poor. He's doing all this stuff right in front of the Pharisees' eyes. And the Pharisees went, no, that's not the Messiah. They had all the proof right in front of them, and they rejected him. Simeon had a little eight-pound lump. You guys understand what I'm saying? And he went, this is the Messiah. It's, it's the same concept if, if, Todd, you were to go outside and try to climb an acorn because it'll be an oak tree one day, right? Like it's, like, it's like this. It's this where, he, where he's celebrating an acorn. He's celebrating him in his infancy because he didn't let what he saw or what in the natural seemed to be so insignificant override what the Holy Spirit was telling him. And that's something that, that we need to learn to do well is to not let what's, what's seemingly happening in the natural override what the Lord has told us either in his word or by the Holy Spirit in a word of knowledge, okay? So he goes in, he grabs the baby, much more accepted in that culture, in Eastern culture, much more accepted. And, uh, and, he, and he basically says, Lord, Thank you. I'm ready to die. Now he didn't have this death wish. He just said, "You you fulfilled your side of the bargain. Now I'm now I'm ready. Thank you, Lord." And then he gives the baby back. Mary and Joe are totally confused. They're like, "Okay." And uh, and then he blesses Mary, and he gives her a prophetic word, which, which was on the quiz. And the last part of that, he says, "This well." He says, "This child's destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel." and to be a sign that would be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. My goodness, this is like one of the most right on prophetic words. And Jesus was 40 days old. Okay, and remember Simeon's not some, spe- he's not a pastor. He's just a Jew that's righteous and devout. Isn't that awesome? And he says to Mary, a sword will pierce your own soul too, which we know it did. She had to watch her son die on a cross. So here's some points that I wanted us to take away this morning. Just as Simeon was only ready to meet his creator after he had seen the Lord's Christ, every single one of you is only ready to meet your creator once you've seen Jesus as Lord. Every single one, anybody walking out there, until Jesus is Lord, you're really not ready to die because you don't want, to die apart from knowing Jesus as your savior. So it's, not a, it's, not a scary, it's not a scary message necessarily if you, if you know Jesus, but it, it should be scary if you don't. And I'm not, you, you don't chase anybody into the kingdom with fear. That just doesn't work. But you do push them in with love. And I'm telling you, if you don't know Jesus as your savior, you are not ready to die because you will go to hell. And I don't want you to go there. And Jesus doesn't want you to go there. That's why He sent His Son. That's why we have the Christmas story. So just as Simeon wasn't ready, now he—he he, it's just a principle. He wasn't ready because he had a promise. He saw the Lord as Savior, and in his infancy, the same thing's true for us. It's just, as soon as we see the Lord as Savior, then we're ready. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord will tell you secrets. Isn't that cool? When you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you are listening, he will tell you things, even answers to questions you don't ask. Isn't that cool? He just, he's, he's a friend. That was number two. Number three, when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, you get to see great things and you get to participate in great things. You get to play. That's what John Wimber used to say. That when you follow the leading, what happens when Simeon's mind and his, his own business that day and, and uh, the Holy Spirit says, Simeon, go, go to the temple courts. And he's like, nah, I was just there this morning. You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and you get to see good things, number three. Number four, <laughs> when we believe the word, the word of the Lord over the word of the world, when we believe the word of the Lord over the word of the world or over the system of the world or over what we might see, right? Because when I see a baby, I don't, I don't see, like, president of the United States or, like, evangelists or, like, when Reinhard, when Reinhard Bonnke, who just went to be with the Lord last week, when Reinhard Bonke was born, I don't know if there were people that were coming in and being like, this guy's going to lead 75 million people to Jesus. He's sitting there with poop in his diaper. No, this guy right here, this guy right here, they're going to clear out 50 acres for him to have evangelistic crusades in Africa, and 75 million people are going to populate heaven because of his message. I'm just saying, but he was a baby at the time. So don't let what we see override the word that God has spoken or is speaking. I think that, and here's the, Rachel, if y'all want to, where'd you go? Oh, if y'all want to come up, she's going to be with the Lord. <laughs> you were ready. <laughs> Lord, if I see Nate preach truth one time, no. just kidding. I think I felt, I felt a true moving of the Lord this week, especially this morning. You guys should have been here in pre-service prayer. My goodness. It was so cool to see the, what the Holy Spirit was orchestrating through prayer and just through different things that he'd show. Each, each one that was here, it was like, oh my gosh, everybody had a puzzle piece. We all came together and put them together and went, oh, and looked at the puzzle. It was awesome. I love that. But I, I feel so strongly this morning that it is Christmas, and a lot of times these, these messages leading up to Christmas have a real, a, a, more of a Christmassy uh, theme to them, but I thought I thought and I wrestled with that. Lord, maybe we should talk more about Advent, or maybe we should talk more about, about Mary, or maybe we should talk more about Jesus as a baby. And then the Lord was like, Man, what greater gift do I give than the Holy Spirit? Christmas is all about, you know, y'all make it about <laughs> giving gifts, which is good. You know, it's good to give. Todd just told us that. But what better gift than the Bible, to, the Bible refers to the Holy Spirit as a gift. And so I want, I want you guys, I want you guys to, I'm gonna pray Rachel's gonna, we're just gonna we're just gonna plow and worship a little bit. That's the kind of a word we use just to it kind of tears up any fallow ground in our heart of just going, I'm good, I'm okay, I've done this before, you know, I'm good with the with the level or the amount of Holy Spirit that I have. Whatever the words are you're gonna put to it. I'm telling you this morning, there is there is access to a first time or a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit for anyone who wants it. I'm telling you, the buffet's open, and there is an endless supply. The word, the word of God says, it says, what father, right? You've heard me say this last. What father whose son asks him for a piece of bread is gonna give him a rock? Or, or who asks him for a fish is gonna give him a snake? And, it's, and I'm, 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 This is Nate's version. And you're a messed up father. And you'd never do that. You'd never get, if Zeb came to me, I'm not perfect by any means, not even close. But if Zeb comes to me and asks me for a fish, I'm not gonna give him a snake. If he asks me for bread, I'm not gonna give him a rock. And the word of God says, how much? more your father in heaven will give the holy spirit to those who ask so it's not up to me whether or not you receive a fresh baptism of the holy spirit this morning as a matter of fact it does not even require that i pray for you or that glenn prays for you although we will be here doing that it does not require that what does it require that right there preaches of a father who is sitting with a bucket of water and le- just right like this, and it's just about to spill. And all he's doing, he's going, ask, just ask. Come on, ask, ask. And then you ask, and you know what he does? Whoa! Then you get all wet. You get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Why don't you stand? Lord, God, I pray right now. I ask you to send the Holy Spirit in great measure. Don't hold back this morning. We celebrate the gift that you want to give. Lord, just as Simeon was able to hear you, to follow you, to celebrate with you because the Holy Spirit was on him. Lord, we want to walk with you filled with your spirit, God. Lord, we want to pray in tongues. Father God, we ask for prayer languages new this morning, God. Loosen the tongues of your people, God, to pray in the Holy Ghost as you pray through us, God. We surrender our bodies to you. Can our prayer team come forward? Pastor Glenn, Greg, Phyllis, Kyle, can you, can you all come forward? If you want a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you've never experienced the baptismal Holy Spirit, come forward. Come forward and let these pray for you this morning.
1: Also, anyone in the Sunday school that we've been equipping to pray at the altar, you're welcome. Come on up too.
0: I encourage you this morning. Don't let this moment pass by and go, oh, I've, especially if you've been asking and it, and it seems like it's not happening. Notice I say seems like. I want, you to, I want you to ask with fresh perspective this morning. I want you to ask in faith and the faith is in that your Father wants to give it to you. Because I promise you He does. The Bible says it. We can bank on it.
1: just want to encourage you um, don't act spiritual right now. Just be you. Just relax. We just invite the manifest presence of the holy spirit we we don't need to grunt and strain with a god who longs to encounter us thank you lord as you're responding to this call a couple other words of knowledge i had <clears throat> impression of i was seeing someone and when i'm going to give these words of knowledge you're welcome to come up and Say, that's me, and just have someone pray with you, and you're like, well, he didn't call out a condition I have. It's okay, we're equal opportunity uh, prayers for healing and all that. So, But I had pictured someone with their, having a hard time with their arms, like pain in the arms or just hard time just lifting your arms, just doing things, like in the middle of doing things, you're like, oh, and your arms want to sag down. Hard to hold your arms up is what I wrote. Weak. Weakness in your arms. You just respond right like that and come up if that's you. No reason to wait if that's you. Um, and we're going to just officially like let let dismiss in a few minutes just so we will have time to pray and to let the Holy Spirit minister to people. Um, and then we're having this delicious uh, Christmas dessert reception right right across the hall. So, uh, it's not a full meal deal, but it, it'll get you get you with some stuff before you want to go out later. Um, so, so freedom in this place. Uh, someone with scheduled surgeries, scheduled surgeries. That um, part of you says, you know, maybe if I came and got prayer, I wouldn't have to have that surgery. Or maybe I have that surgery and I want. Everything to go well. Whatever whatever level you are on that. Um, scheduled surgeries. Third, I've got a little slash here. Gallbladder slash bladder. So if you have gallbladder issue or bladder issue, just come on up. Suzanne, if you could stand up here. I think we kind of need all, all, all heal. Calling all healers. All
0: hands on deck. All hands on ooh
1: relish that alright if we can have someone here I've got I've got space here for someone to pray for some Uh, so gallbladder slash bladder I'm not saying you have both you have one or the other Um, then this one I'm stepping out on this one shingles someone with shingles I don't know I'm not a doctor so I don't know if shingles come in go or if you've whatever before it's something with the shingles um, you may be, don't be embarrassed, you know, just come up and, I'm the one with shingles, you know, whatever, whatever, however you want to do that. And see, a lot of times when you come up, there may be some root to it. There may be something else. You may come up, I prayed for a lady one time and she said, pray for my right hip. My right hip is hurting. I've got a bad right hip. I pray for her and, and the Lord speaks to me as I'm praying, puts in my heart that she's deaf in her left ear. So I prayed for her left ear and her left ear open like she could hear in her left ear, but she didn't come up for healing of her ear. So, you know, he's Jesus. <laughs> the last one is headaches related to the Lord giving you a word of wisdom. Headaches where you're like, why do I have these Headaches why do I have these headaches? And I believe the Lord's going to give you some wisdom if it's drinking more water or stop taking 10 Tylenols a day or, you know, which you laugh, but actually that happened to me. I was having rebound headaches because I was taking 10 Tylenols, like try to get rid of that that, that many, many years ago. And so he spoke in my heart, that's what was going on. Rebound, I kept hearing rebound. So, we're gonna sing. We're gonna worship. Your your um, other prayer teams up here. Your, um, we're gonna pray as long as the Lord wants us to pray. And you have anything else? Great. We're okay. Yeah, we're good. Amen. That's, Amen.